Welcome to the Green Element Podcast, where business and sustainability come together. So welcome, Martin. Thank you very much for joining us on the Green Element Podcast. Um, you are, well, for me, you are Aima. Um, I've known you for quite a few years now, I think, pretty much since I started, I think, back in 2004. Would that be about right? Well, that could be when you started. I'm afraid I go back even further than that. So, uh... <laughs> Brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to this um, podcast and listening to you and what Aima are up to, etc. So could you tell us a bit about who Aima are and um, what's, yeah, what you do? Yeah, sure. Well, firstly, we're a professional body for environment and sustainability professionals. So we have about 14,500 individual members who are working in roles um, I mean, we have members in over 100 countries, so our footprint is quite big. And our members are doing great work. They could be working in corporate sustainability and environmental management roles. They might be working in impact assessments. They could have a corporate role that maybe they have facilities in 30, 40, 50 countries around the world, or they could be a site coordinator on environment, health, safety, and possibly a bit of quality as well. So our membership spans a really sort of extensive part of the profession of people who are working to you know, make the world a better place through the world of work. Um, and that's really exciting. Yeah, um, huge remit, massive remit. It is, and, and it, that's just the nature of you know what we're trying to do. Our vision is transforming the world to sustainability. So part of that is having a huge membership um, which is doing great things. And then it's also the work that we do to um, catalyze and amplify that either by what we might call changing the rules of the game. Um, so some of the work that we do with the International Standards Organization, um, using the experience and expertise of our members to inform what global standards might look like and being able to um, provide input and developments of those um, so I mean, an obvious one is ISO 14001. There you were integral to that formation, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, we, we played a very big role in this latest revision that was published in 2015. We set out uh, our view of what we wanted to see back in 2012 and spent three years making sure that that standard was going to be fit, not just for you know, here and now, but actually into the future. And we know that some of the content of that standard wouldn't have been in there without IEMA's inputs. And if you think over half a million organizations are using that standard in 200 countries around the world, then you get an idea of how an organization with members can scale up and make a, a much bigger difference. And I think that's, you know, for us, it's how do we scale up what we're doing to be truly transformational. It's it is a fantastic standard as well. And you know what? 15 years ago, I never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> oh my God, this is so boring. I, Why can't people just be more environmental? Now, if you look, yeah. it is so good at the way that it um, is constructed and structured. And it's got everything in there that helps you become more environmental. Even if you don't certify to 14,001, use it as a structure and as a benchmarking tool to enable you to be more environmental really i mean it's music to my ears because i now have the uh the, the delightful role in chairing the group that's responsible for that standard um and some other standards on um 
valuing environment and some environment economic standards. Um, so I have a committee in ISO with about 100 countries. Um, it's a pretty big meeting, actually. Uh, but, but <laughs> great fun to, uh, to try and get everybody on the same page and in something that's really progressive. So, yeah, it's great fun. Is it online or do you have to all meet up? Um, we do quite a lot of work online, but um, could you imagine an online meeting with people in a hundred different countries? Um, it's just not. <laughs> um, so now I, we have international calls all the time with um, various groups, but occasionally we get to meet up. So um, yeah, that's part of the, the the negative impacts associated with some of the things that we have to do to deliver um, hopefully more positive outcomes. So how did you get into, you You notioned towards the fact that you've been in it for um, much longer than me. So how long did you, how, how did you get into um, this environmental um, world, as it were? Like what? And well, <laughs> when I was uh, doing my A-levels, I was going to be an accountant. <laughs> and I had loads of opportunities to to go into accountancy. That was where what I was going to study at university. And for one reason or another, I didn't get other places. And it was okay. What am I going to do? What am I really interested in? And did really well in geography. And that was something that really caught my eye. I did an undergraduate degree in Earth and Life Studies, and then I did a master's in Environmental Assessment and Management. And that was the platform for me being able to get a role actually in a predecessor of OIMA um, back in the early 90s, which just happened to be based um, fairly close to where I was. Um, I could actually cycle to work to there. Uh, at that point in time, I did my dissertation there on World Bank environmental assessment processes and international development organization environmental assessment um, approaches. And from that, I managed to get a role right at the bottom of the organization and I've been able to stick with it. What's been real fun and a real privilege is being at the forefront of the developments in terms of timescales of lots of new and innovative um, ways in which environment is being dealt with in organisations and in the economy and society as a whole. So whether it was work on environmental impact assessment, strategic environmental assessment, getting involved in the development of whole new sets of standards on management systems, um, being able to see how trading of carbon, so starting to put a price on carbon and the development of, say, UK emissions trading schemes, um, and then into the whole world of you know, international standardization um, from the late 90s. Um, so, yeah, so that's been a, a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, I can imagine. And, and it's interesting because a lot of the work that I get involved in, it doesn't have a real manifest impact tomorrow. Mm. I mean, it's quite long term, some of this. Um, and so trying to put the building blocks in for a much better future, recognizing that you know, it takes a long time to see the positive outcomes of what you've done. That's, a, that's an interesting challenge just professionally. Um, but you must have seen, like looking back at the last, um, got twenty five years is what you've just um, said, really. Um, <sighs> Your maths is so good. <laughs> well, I don't know. 
<laughs> There's many yeah, people yeah. at Green Element that would disagree with that. <laughs> um, but if you look back at the last 25 years of um, your career, you, you must have seen so much change going on. And I know that because um, you speak to, there are some people out there like, say, John Treble at the Green Consultancy, who's been doing what, what I do now for 40 years. You know, he was waxing lyrical about the environment in the 70s. As, and doing work like that and you just yeah you must have seen so much change absolutely and I think what's really happened is that this whole agenda and the imperative of um, tackling the environment in a way in which we can start to think about how do we enhance 